AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Kushal Chakaparty. Kushal is the VP of Research and Data Science at Opendoor. Kushal, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So let's start with yourself, Kushal. Can you give a brief background of your journey in tech, where you got started, uh, some of the roles you've held along the way, taking us up to today, leading the data science practice at Opendoor? Yeah, absolutely. So my joke is that that I've been doing data science since before it was called data science. That's factually true, but it's also mainly a joke. I trained as a research scientist, so worked on the human mouse rat genome projects in the early 2000s. I led engineering for a personalization platform at Amazon um, in the early 2000s, which among other things included the, the primary recognitions engine. Let's say I was a little bit cocky back in those days, and so I was good at what I did, and, and let's say I knew I was good. Thought I could do more, started two companies, one worked, one didn't. Been an advisor at a bunch of different companies, including Open Door before this. Um, and I joined formally as a full time VP in, I think, November. So it's been about five months now. Excellent. Well, thank you for that background, Kushal. So, focusing now on your current position at Open Door, for anyone who's listening and not familiar with Open Door, can you explain the business and then give us some insight into your role as the VP of, of data science? I think Open Door is all about streamlining how people buy, sell, and, and move houses. The way I, I like to think about it is like, you know, this process that took 90 plus days with the traditional model, and this is something that we can streamline just into a matter of a few days. You know, you can go to opendoor.com, you can type in your address, you get a number, you fill out a few questions, and then if everything looks good, we do a couple of checks and like, you can get you hand over the keys and you get the dollars in deposit in your bank account just right afterwards. And this thing that took 90 plus days required random throngs of people showing up in your door and all this uncertainty, we can just compress into a few days with full certainty. And we provide a seller product. We enable a way for buyers to find a home that works well for them. And we provide a few other services as well, including home loans, things like that. So it's it's quite transformative to what was a traditional industry and, and technology pushing innovation forward. Could you give us some insight into the data science, the engineering that happens in your team behind the scenes that allows Open Door to make such a, a radical change to, to the timelines and ultimately the quality of service in this industry? So I think at the heart of what we do is this notion of algorithmic pricing, right? One of the things that enables us to make such fast offers is that we're able to price homes, which is you know a very complex asset relatively sight unseen. You know, there's some diligence that we have to do afterwards. There's some things that we obviously want to check in addition, but the, the crux of this is that we're able to price homes using all the data, all the totality of information that is out there um, about this home. You think about tax records, you think about other homes that sold nearby, et cetera. And there, there's a quite a complex art and science around doing that, which the, the art and science of that is data science basically, right? There's a lot of work that goes into that when you think about the, the website, when you think about the, being able to ingest all these massive sets of data, and then there's all the, the work that goes into being able to do the modeling of that price of that home, given all that data. And, and that is the fundamentals of, of what we do, obviously, right? 
I think there's a ton that comes out of that, but maybe I'll stop there and I'm happy to unpack any of those that, that might be maybe more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, we can certainly jump into the, the stuff that we need to unpack, but I, I think following on from the overview of Opendoor, it'd be good to get the reasoning and your, your rationale behind moving to, to Opendoor. What drew you to it as a project and what has your experience been since joining? So there's a few different ways I can probably answer that, but I, I think the way that I can answer is, is why I chose this job compared to a few of the other opportunities I was thinking about at the time. Open door to me is the single most fascinating technical challenge I have ever come across full stop. That's across, you know, like, let's say I've seen the inside of, you know, 20, 15 to 20 data science orgs across, you know, real estate, across uh, hospitality, across e-commerce, across search, et cetera. It is, it is hands down the most, most fascinating technical challenge I've, I've ever seen. And what I mean by that is, is, a, is a few things. I think there's this quote that Peter Norvig has. Peter Norvig is the head of research at Google. He wrote one of the seminal books about artificial intelligence called Russell and Norvig. And Norvig has this quote about Google, which is that we don't have better algorithms. We just have more data. And this actually ends up being quite a true statement. When you think about a lot of the terms in these equations that we try to model, infer, optimize, whatever, it's like when you just get enough data, these terms just vanish to zero. And the problem starts becoming less of a data science problem and becomes more of a data engineering problem. Obviously being mostly reductionist, but this is, this is broadly true. And this sort of just begs the question. It's like, what do you do if you don't have more data, right? And you think about like the O of N of number of, like Google searches that people do per day, if you think of like Amazon purchases per month, and if you think about the at, like the average number of homes that an average American buys in an average year, these are just just fundamentally different numbers. Right? This is like completely different orders of magnitude, and you just all of a sudden when you look at the world this way, this the kinds of the ways that you have to solve this problem are just fundamentally different and require fundamentally more incisive thinking, much more structural thinking about what the nature of the problem is, what the underlying mechanism is, what the underlying the dispositive variable is that can really drive success, et cetera, et cetera. And you just have to be much better and much clearer and much more incisive about your thinking in order to succeed. And anything less than that, you just it, it just doesn't work. I, I think there's a bunch of different things that you could play about that, but I, I think Today, in a lot of data science problems, like you can sort of throw enough data at these black box learners, and you may not get the perfect answer, but you'll get something good enough, and that's usually good enough for business objectives. Whereas when you think about it for open door, that's not. You have to think about it the right way. You have to solve it the right way, and that is exactly the sort of work that we want to incentivize. That's exactly the sort of people that we want to hire, et cetera, things like that. Yeah, great answer. And, and hearing you talk about the the complex problem is going to resonate with a lot of people who want to work on interesting projects. So, uh, I suppose nice segue now into the current data team. You know, giving us some insight into the types of projects. Obviously, you can't give away the secret sauce, but it, for people listening, it would be good to learn about what it's like to be part of the team, the current makeup, how you guys go about doing what you do, and what are some of the challenges and the most exciting aspects of day to day as part of the day. The team? I, I think there's a few projects that I'm really excited about. There's a big push that some of my teams are driving called falsifiability, which is that I think it's possible to be simultaneously rigorous and fast about the trade-offs that we make in, in a business decision. Falsifiability is it's kind of like a generalization of experimentation, which everyone's familiar with experimentation, but falsifiability is this concept in science that in order for a hypothesis to be a scientific hypothesis, it has to be able to be proven false. 
So for example, I have a two-year-old daughter. My, my daughter saying that there are undetectable monsters in her closet is pretty much by construction not falsifiable because you can't detect the monsters. On the other hand, you know, the, the sky is blue is a perfectly reusable scientific hypothesis because you ask enough, you know, ask a thousand people, 99% of them say it's blue, whatever, and you move on, right? And it's this notion that, that like, I think when you talk about lower end, you have to be, I think, quite rigorous in how you think about experimentation, how you think about falsifiability, because, you know, things that you could have done otherwise just aren't possible at the lower end, right? You have to be, certain experiments that you'd want to run just require way longer than you would want than are practical. And so you have to use other techniques like Bayesian acceleration. You have to use things like futility software to think about how we do all these things. There are other clever things that you can do there. But that's, I think, one broad thing. I think the second thing is this, in, in, is this notion of, let's say, heuristics versus principled frameworks in, let's say, pricing. I, I think, you know, when you look at the numbers, you know, we've served 90 plus thousand customers, you know, that we, you know, last year was weird, but if you look at 2019, like we did 5 billion GMB, these are real numbers. These are, these are not accidental things. You couldn't have, this is not things that you could do accidentally. This is something like, you know, there's clear deep expertise, there's deep operations, there's clear deep ability to do these things. But we look under the hood, there's some heuristics of how we do this. And, and I think going from heuristics to principled frameworks about how we make our pricing decisions can drive massive changes, massive vertical slope changes in some of the business outputs of what we do today. So Kashal, obviously, look, we, we've dealt with the disruption of the pandemic, but open door, the, the service in which you're offering is, is disruptive and, and obviously hugely in demand. And with that, there's going to be growth across the business. Can you give us some insight into the anticipated growth across the data team? More importantly, then, what is it you look for as the VP of the group when you're looking to, to add in heads from a background, skill set, culture, anyone who's listening, who's interested in this space, what can they be focused on? Yeah, that's a, that's a fascinating question. I think hiring the right people is the number one thing that's on mind for me. You know, everyone talks, talks a lot about how people are the most important thing. They are. I probably spend 60, 70% of my time on recruiting related things right now because, you know, it is the most important thing. And I think revealed preference is probably the best way of knowing what's actually important to people. And it's 60, 70% of my time. Yeah. So a couple of things, you know, the team is growing by leaps and bounds. I don't know if I can get into necessarily the specific numbers, but I have a mandate to basically hire as fast as I can. And I'm, I'm doing that. The, there's probably two things I can unpack in terms of like the shapes of people that, that we're looking for. I think I alluded to this earlier, but it's this point that really like the in-depth structural thinking about how the world works, how intuitions of separability, understanding deep statistical things of like how distributions behave and things like that. Like I, rather than any one of those things, I think there's like those individual things matter, but more than that, that that's that ability to think, decompose problems and work things out in a, in a practical way that that's, I think, really, really powerful. I think the second thing is this notion of what I would call data scientists being T-shaped. So in my experience, the best data scientists, the best research scientists, the best data analysts, whatever they're all, they go by different names, but, but the crux of the, the shape of person is actually quite similar, which is that the best data scientists, the best research scientists are T-shaped in the sense that they know a little about a lot and a lot about relatively little. And that's, that's sort of what we expect in, in, in different folks, which is that, you know, like they might know about math, they might know about stats, they might know about how to do data engineering, they might know 
about structural modeling. And within structural modeling, there's a specific form of macro modeling, et cetera, et cetera. And you can like keep unpacking it that, that they know that there's a really strong depth in one thing, but know a, a, a little about a bunch of different things. And I think our, our interview practices kind of really reflect that. You know, we have a couple of these general interviews, one's called like the top-down problem, how you think about decomposing this problem. There's there's the kind of like the bottom-up problem, how you think about problems pragmatically. But my most favorite interview is called Teach Me Something. It's rather different than I think how most companies do it. It's this point that like if you're kind of just like randomly looking around for this area of super expertise that someone has, if you're just randomly looking, you're never going to find it. It's kind of like, you know, being in a dark room looking for a, you know, pencil and you just, it's just never going to happen. Right. And we, we kind of instead flip it. It's like, Hey, you pick what you think your area of expertise is. Give like a five minute talk about it. And, you know, we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions, but it's like, you pick the turf and then we're going to see how, how deep you are. And like, kind of just really flips the whole, I think, interview paradigm and by far is like the most powerful signal that I think we get. I love that approach. And for anyone listening uh, who plan on interviewing at Open Door in the future, please write that down so you can re practice and research it. I think it's it's quite innovative because you're allowing the, the, the candidate to pick the, the topic and then just asking some some drilling questions to see the, the thought process. Final question for me then, Kashal. Look, obviously a lot of what Open Door does is breaking new ground and disrupting a, a space. So I know there's only so much you can share with us without giving away uh, what's next. But I'd love to get a sense of, of when you look ahead at the future of the industry broadly, what are you most excited about when you think of the the, the merger of data science, machine learning, and, and all that comes with it in real estate? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that's a fantastic question. I, I think I think there's a broad parallel to be drawn with Amazon, to be honest. You think about what the world was 20 years ago, and I joined Amazon in the early 2000s, which is say roughly at a comparable time, maybe as to what we are today. You know, like these different things existed. You there were all these like third-party uh, websites that you could buy things on, and like you fast forward to today, and like the idea of like walking into a store, ignoring COVID. It's almost like the idea of like dealing with like, oh, this isn't in stock, come back next week. Or like, maybe you have to go to this other company and like go to this other store and like just go and check it out. Like that just doesn't exist. And you see the powerhouse that is Amazon as a result of that. It's like this is this one-stop shop for anything you might want to buy on an e-commerce um, basis. It's just everything's there. It's pretty much true for 99% of the case. And I think about what you, what is in real estate right now. And this is, this is a tough thing to say because my aunt is a, a real estate agent, but you think about the archaic way that we've been doing things probably for like 50 years plus, and it hasn't really changed. Like, sure, there's like some tools that help you out, and sure, there's some other things that are, have maybe evolved a little bit. There's an app that you can use to, you know, like, there's some of these things, but like, it's still broadly the same thing. And you think about this confluence of convenience, you think about this confluence of certainty, of being able to, uh, of speed, it's just a no brainer. It's going to happen. I think Open Door is leading the charge of the way there. And I, I think there are so many more things that we're excited about and things that we can do. But it's a certainty that this is going to happen. And I think we're just seeing the, the leading edge of it. Sounds very exciting. Kashal, we appreciate you coming on today, talking to us about your background, uh, explaining uh, Open Door as a business, as, as a concept, uh, letting us know what it's like to be part of the data team, and and then the exciting growth ahead. So it sounds like it's it's a growing industry for sure, where there's going to be a, a lot of opportunity for people who want to work with interesting data and solve complex problems. So thank you again for your time.
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, JP. AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.